This one has been a long time in the making. I finally get to talk about Twisted Metal. Hello everyone, JD here once again with the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast, and we are going to stray away from gaming, sorta, this week to talk about TV. Now it's been a while since I've talked about you know something other than a video game, I don't think since the Mario Brothers movie, and you know, in that episode I kind of brought up that I'm not really a big movie guy. If I'm not a big movie guy, I'm even less of a TV person. I do not watch a lot of TV. I don't like it, really, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I don't re- never really watched Breaking Bad. I, I, a lot of these, you know, cultural touchstone kind of shows are, are blind spots for me. But with all these ga- video game adaptations coming to streaming or, you know, it's really not TV. It's technically streaming or whatever Peacock is, I've started to pay attention a little bit more. Um, And this week, or last week, the Twisted Metal show has finally arrived. Twisted Metal is a franchise I've got a lot of love for. I am a big fan of since day one. Actually, since before day one. You see, anybody that had a PlayStation early in the day had a demo disc... I'm pretty sure it came with the system. I don't recall exactly. It was called PlayStation Picks. It had a you know purple like face, you know, cover. And on that CD, there were quite a few demos of various early and upco- soon to be released upcoming PlayStation games. One of which was Twisted Metal. Now this wasn't even a playable demo. It was just kind of like a video, you know, showing off the gameplay. And I didn't even need to be playing it to know that I was hooked. This was an early, you know, buy for me. Uh, Twisted Metal 2 is on my 10s list. It's one of my 10 out of 10 games of all time. Uh, A couple, probably years ago at this point, when this show that we will be discussing was announced, I actually did a playthrough of of a couple games in the series, kind of like I just did with the the 80s action movies, um, where I played two I played Black, I played Head On, and I played the Twisted Metal 2012 or 20, whatever the PS3 one was. So, in that review, I'm pretty sure it was of Twisted Metal 2012, I talked about that what had, the, you know, at the time been the recently announced Twisted Metal show, and about how I was not at all excited for it. Because, reading the plot synopsis, it read straight up like... The person that wrote it had never in their life played a Twisted Metal game. So, I thought, here we are, I had recently reviewed, or I don't know if it was before or after that, you know, but now I'm thinking about Resident Evil, which, you know, I did not review that here on the podcast, also on the blog, that show was terrible, and it was just atrocious, so, you know, that is is always in my mind. Um, And I was scared. You know, and then I saw a trailer, and I was like, you know, this is not great, but it, it captured kind of the essence of uh, of Twisted Metal, you know, the kind of, like, dark, like, snarky humor. But again, I still had to temper my expectations, especially, like I said, after the Resident Evil disaster. Um, you know, 
that series took almost nothing from the games, right? It basically used the IP to sell something that wasn't at all Resident Evil. So it kind of seemed like that's what was going to happen with Twisted Metal. But here's the thing, though. Twisted Metal's not The Last of Us, and again, I haven't finished that show, but that pretty closely follows the game. It does. Twisted Metal, though, doesn't really have a super concise narrative or even consistent lore. Um, none of it matches up, and, you know, there's whole fan theories how Black is all in Sweet Tooth's head, and, you know, what's real, what's not. It's really hard to tell. So it's not like they could go that route. You know, when the trailer dropped with Sweet Tooth, I was a little more excited. You know, he kind of seemed like Sweet Tooth. So I, you know, kind of was waiting, anticipating, excited, but tempering my expectations. This past week was the moment of truth. I finally finished the show, and I really do wish I could tell you that it was good. Uh, unfortunately, I can't do that, because Twisted Metal wasn't good. It was great. I said during the Resident Evil review, and I was just, you know, as I was kind of alluding to before... These TV adaptations do not need to follow the game scene for scene. It was great that they tried to do that with The Last of Us, but it's not necessary. But what is necessary, and it's what The Last of Us nailed, it's what Resident Evil massively failed on, and it's what Twisted Metal also nailed, despite not following the game scene for scene, was respect for the source material. And Twisted Metal absolutely respected the source material on which it was based. It may not have followed Twisted Metal 2 or Black or TM2012, or, but it included elements of games throughout the series and gave us characters and locales that fit the TM universe, even if it was kind of its own thing. So, just to back up, quick plot of the show. It tells the story of John Doe, a milkman in post-apocalyptic America with no memory of his early life. Milkmen here are the lifeblood of the New World. They take on the incredibly dangerous task of transporting goods between settlements. All the big cities walled themselves off. You know, this wasn't like a complete loss of life apocalypse. It was more a collapse of society kind of deal. So, it's really hard for outsiders to get within the walls of these cities. So, John is shocked when, on a run to Neo San Francisco, he is invited inside. And he's given a proposition by the city's CEO, Raven. Pick up a package in Chicago and return it to her within 10 days. Complete this task and he will be given a spot within the city's walls. He agrees, setting off on the dangerous route east. On the way, he and his reluctant partner, Quiet, will have to contend with all the dangers of the outside world. Vultures, butchers, holy men, corrupt lawmen led by the brutal Agent Stone, and maniacs like the notorious Sweet Tooth. In a lot of ways, the events of the show kind of feel like they could be the baseline for a new upcoming Twisted Metal, right? Like, they're not following a game that already exists, but it feels like this could be a game in the series. Or at least, the you know, the groundwork of one. At this point, I tend to roll my eyes at anything post-apocalyptic because it's so hackneyed and overdone right now. But Twisted Metal's world was so vastly different than what you'd see in like the more cookie-cutter examples of the setting. It is packed with references to the game, both big and small, and it's got a good combinations of characters who are 
like they are in the game, like Sweet Tooth. Characters that have been altered but still have their roots firmly planted in their origins of the game, like John Doe, like Agent Stone, like Bloody Mary, who you will meet at, at a point in this adventure. And then you have characters that have been overhauled or changed just completely, like the Preacher. He's here, but he is not the Preacher from Twisted Metal Black. There are a lot of good things here, but I think there are two things that this show does just flawlessly. And the first was casting. Every single person that appears in this series, from the stars to the one-offs, give a great performance. They really feel like they are trying their best. They are going the extra mile to bring these characters to life. Um, again, not a movie f person. Have to confess, you know, I don't really do the whole Marvel universe. So until you know, I looked it up, I had no idea who Anthony Mackie was, but he absolutely nails the role of John Doe. Twisted Metal is an action comedy, and he gets the balance between the two, I think, really perfect. He's believable in the more intense scenes, he's hilarious in the more lighthearted ones. Part of it's the writing, but his delivery and snarkiness is just on point. He's relatable, but he's also kind of coming off as a larger-than-life larger kind of hero. Stephanie Beatriz does a great job as Quiet. Her interactions with John are always entertaining, and her quest to avenge her brother's death is extremely compelling. He may not be a household name, but I, as I'm a big professional wrestling fan, and I have been watching Samoa Joe since he was wrestling in front of like 500 people in like rec centers in Edison, New Jersey, back in the, the early days of Ring of Honor. So it's really awesome to see him get this opportunity, and he brings the excellent physical charisma that we've we in the wrestling you know as, as wrestling fans have known him for for a long time as well as intimidating presence he brings that to sweet tooth perfectly even if he's not doing the voice on one hand would have been nice to see joe get a shot at a speaking role i might ruffle some feathers here with wrestling fans that may be listening never thought he was the best on the mic but he was always pretty good so, you know, it would have been cool to see, but on the other, that would have denied us an excellent performance by Will Arnett, who is in top form here as the voice of Sweet Tooth. And, you know, credit to both guys. You know, you would never have known. Eh, I'm not going to say you would never have known, but, like, Joe really nails the, like, inflection of Will's voice when he's, you know, when he's delivering his lines. It... It was a great performance by by both guys working together in in a way that had to have been challenging for you know someone that was a first time actor. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is infinitely hateable as the villainous lawman Agent Stone. You really want to see him get his for all the horrible things he's done. You've got Taj Vaughnus and Mike Mitchell. They're ex excellent as the bumbling Mike and Stu who you know. Fans of Twisted Metal 2 might recognize as the drivers of Hammerhead. Nev Campbell is great in her pretty limited but very important role as Raven. And Jason Manzokas, just incredible as the Preacher. I mean, it, this dude was... I'm not going to give spoilers, but he, he was pretty awesome. What it all comes down to, they put the right people in the right roles and everybody puts on strong performances... You know, that's just the main cast, but this goes for just about everybody involved. Even the extras here, they, like, look like they're, like, 
going above and beyond, like to be like afraid of Sweet Tooth or, you know, like jump for a, from a bomb blast or whatever. The next was music. And my goodness, is this an excellent, a goofy but excellent soundtrack featuring just about every genre you could think of. I know a lot of it's like 90s music warship, but you know, that's my era. So how many movies, shows, games, whatever could incorporate Thong Song, Rock Superstars, Champagne Supernova, The Distance, Steal My Sunshine, and Mbop and have it all make sense? Some level of sense. It's nice that they have great music, but it doesn't matter if it isn't used correctly, and I think Twisted Metal is masterful in this regard. I've seen a lot of people that disagree, but it uses its tunes to convey emotion and also subvert expectations. Subverting expectations is extremely important in action comedy. That's, you know, lean too far one way, it's just action. Lean too far the other way, it's just comedy. When John rolls up to rescue Quiet from Stone and he's blasting Hanson, you can't help but laugh despite the fact that they're in a pretty serious situation, like life or death. The licensed music's great, but the original soundtrack's also strong. And, you know, the quality, the placement of these tracks goes a long way in creating the show's what I felt was outstanding atmosphere. If there's one issue I could find with the music, it is that at no point did they include anything by Rob Zombie. Not the hugest Rob Zombie fan in the world, but he was synonymous with the franchise for a long time. He actually appears as a character in Twisted Metal 4. That's a minor detail, though. They probably couldn't get licensing from the guy or his record label. Is what it is. So, again, the respect for the source material is key. Look, Twisted Metal's canon is all over the place. There's a lot of inconsistencies between entries. There's so many reboots, so many side stories, so many fan fan theories that it'd been like almost impossible to create something that followed the games exactly. So instead, they kind of packed the show full of references to the games that showed some level of adherence to the Twisted Metal universe while also kind of adding some new stuff, some deeper dives into characters. John Doe main character you know for example he retains the amnesia aspect of the character john doe from twisted metal black as well as his primary vehicle roadkill that's a little bit of a spoiler there but other than that though it kind of changes his backstory um i won't get into it because that will definitely be a huge spoiler but he's not those of you that remember roadkill in black had amnesia and he comes to find out you know he thought he was running with a gang and come to find out he was actually an undercover agent or something like that um outlaw has had so many drivers outlaw has always been the police car they've had so many drivers over the years but they managed to kind of include them all here uh with the original drivers carl and jamie roberts serving as lackeys for Stone, who drives the version of the vehicle that is in this show that's probably closest to the one in Twisted Metal Black. Stone's another great interpretation of his in-game character. Um, he's a very similar, almost identical backstory with a near-identical motivation for his actions, but this version of the character is pushed to the side of evil rather than good, Agent Stone is probably the closest thing to an almost maybe kind of good guy in Twisted Metal Black, though that isn't saying very much. 
So to see him made into such a great villain while like still retaining much of the story from his game was awesome, at least I think. You got a balance between more well-known characters and deeper cuts. Miranda Watts is here, and her indie uh, car twister is right with her. As I mentioned before, you've got Hammerhead's drivers, Stu and Mike. Though, little spoiler here, a little bit disappointing. Hammerhead, the monster truck itself, not in the show. Raven and Bloody Mary from Black are also featured, though their characters are a little different. Raven, obviously, you know, goes from... uh, goth girl to CEO of a post-apocalyptic city. Um, But they also found a way to include characters like Flower Power from Twisted Metal 3 and Juggernaut from Twisted Metal 2012 and a whole bunch of others via brief cameos like Mr. Slam, Pizza Boy, Petunia, and Pit Viper. Yeah, they included Pit Viper, who, to my knowledge, I'm a pretty big fan, but I'm not a super fan of anything, is the only vehicle that appears only once in the entire series, and that would be in the first game, for the record. They even keep her character and her primary motivation consistent. She's a narc, essentially. Uh, They even keep that consistent. Other characters make appearances too, though revealing who give away some major plot points in the show's too new, so I'm not going to do that. But it's more than just characters. It's like the references to the game are everywhere. So, again, I mentioned Raven, not at all like her character from Black, but her bar in Neo San Fran is called Kelly's. That's a reference to, if you remember Shadow's story from Black, her friend and lover is killed and drowned by bullies. Her name is Kelly. John, when he's, uh, he's trying to escape Sweet Tooth, performs the invincibility code from Twisted Metal 2 on his gear shift and thought that was pretty cool because that code's burned into my brain he and uh quiet at at some point are arguing about specking out roadkill and he talks about how they need to consider speed handling armor and weapons obviously fans of the series know these are the four categories that twisted metal characters are rated on i could go on and on about these references but that would spoil half the fun of the show but again stuff like this demonstrates respect for the source material or at the very least that the writers, the producers, the showrunner actually took time to learn about the games. I mean, from the first all the way up to Twisted Metal 2012. They included Sweet Tooth's best friend, Harold the Wacky Lunch Sack. That's the kind of thing that I would have never expected to see. Uh, That's not to say Twisted Metal's perfect, because there are most definitely some issues. I got mixed feelings about 30-minute episodes. On one hand, I'm a busy guy, and I appreciate it, you know, trying to attain the mythical work-life balance. Um, I also kind of feel like it fits with the short, chaotic vibe of Twisted Metal. Things go boom, game's over. But also sometimes made the show feel rushed, and characters feel like they could use some more development. I like the conclusion that they were building to, and it's incredibly logical, but I feel like it might take away from some potential world building in the next season. I thought this was going to be my least favorite part of the show, but they really built a unique and interesting world, and I kind of want to see it explored more. Um, characters make various references to the East Coast. Uh, most of it is set uh, you know, on the West Coast, being far more dangerous. I'd love to see what New York or Philly look like in this world. Um, I kind of wanted to see that explored more. 
we get a brief look at Quiet's former home in the OC, which, not going to give any spoilers, but the place is really messed up, um, and I kind of want to learn more about it. How bad is Topeka, which is where Stone's headquarters is, and it's under pretty much martial law? What kind of weird stuff's going on in the Preacher's base of operations? Stuff like that, you know? I'm actually kind of curious and, you know, surprised that, like, I ended up that interested in stuff like this. It's a shame that it couldn't really have been explored more, and I I would like to see, because spoiler, you know, again... No, I'm not going to give spoilers. I'm not going to spoil the end of it. But it seems like, based on the ending, they're kind of moving away from this stuff. So, the last issue I've got is... In a lot of the middle episodes, they kind of start to fall into the same basic cadence. John and Quiet Bond. They fight. They make up. Rinse and repeat. Mackie and Beatrice are so good in these roles that it's still compelling, but I did start to notice, and it did become a little formulaic. But again, you know, this show was not trying to be high art, so I'm okay with it. You know, I've seen some other people gripe about, you know, it wasn't dark enough, and the from what I've seen, those types, it's come from two categories. Number one, the people that just, you know, I'm not going to get into, but they just hate everything right nothing was ever going to be good enough and that's a small amount but a lot of the people that i'm seeing make that complaint they weren't born or weren't playing the the games when one twisted metal one and two came out um and their first their first twisted metal game was black so to them there is no comedy it's just all dark it's forget action it's horror you know twisted metal is a horror franchise um, I kind of, so I, I can kind of see how they would be thrown by having the atmosphere. It, it definitely is less wacky than the first two games, first three games, really, first four games, really. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what I was anticipating. Cause that, you know, I, I do enjoy black. I like 2012, but that was kind of more what I was anticipating from Twisted Metal. So not only did it not bother me, I liked it, but I could understand why somebody who, you know, started with Black or, you know, with 2012, because, I mean, even, you know, think about it, someone that's 25 years old was one when Twisted Metal 2 came out. You know, I understand it. Um, I know a lot of people hated on the, the Thong Song scene. I thought it was pretty funny, though. Uh, you know, you can call me simple all you want, but I, I, I had a, a chuckle about it. So, even with the minor flaws, Twisted Metal was exciting, it was bizarre, it was darkly humorous, it was over-the-top, bloody, and it was a good time for fans of the series and for action movies and shows, just in general. If you like watching cars shoot, and you like watching things go boom then you're going to like this, even if you never played the games. Veterans of the series are going to like it even more, because whether you're a casual player or a guy like me that's played through every single title in the series a million times, there's a reference for you. And the key here, and I will reiterate this again and again to anybody that will listen, is that they respected the source material. Again, Twisted Metal respected the source material, and it was good. 
Last of Us respected the source material, was good. Resident Evil did not respect the source material, was horrendous. Respect the source material, you know, especially, you know, a lot of times it happens when one type of media gets moved to the other, but it gets missed with video games a lot. If you're thinking of, of adapting any video game to a show, to a movie, to whatever, to a book, to a book on tape, respect the source material. You don't have to follow scene for scene, line for line. Just respect the source material. Anyway, it may not be deep or introspective, and it's probably not going to win any highfalutin awards, but Twisted Metal was an absolute blast. I enjoyed it. I really, really hope they do a season two. Based on what I've seen, it's going to happen. Because you can't end a series on a cliffhanger like that. What was that cliffhanger? Well, you have to watch for yourself. So go watch. Thanks for dropping by. I hope to see you again soon. Next time, I think, you know, no promises, but I'm probably going to get back to actually talking about video games. Until then, though, happy gaming.